Gorge. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because <laughs> Rod and Karen are hot. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. 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 And we are live <laughs> on a Wednesday, wrapping up the week. The official weapon of the show is... Phone jail. And the unofficial sport. <laughs> bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. I had to say that with confidence. I had, my mind had to be like, wait a minute, Ken. Wait a minute, Ken. You broke the streak yesterday. <laughs> Getting a little bit of a later start tonight because I had to finish watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith on uh, Amazon. Okay. Uh, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I don't know what the fuck. You can't listen to social media about anything because it's such a negative place. As soon as they mm-hmm. saw the trailer, they were like, uh, these people are not sexy as the Caucasian people that we love. Um, <laughs> and, and, they was got mad. And then uh, uh, after that, reviews came out was like, this is really good. Like a lot of positive reviews came out. Like, yeah, I think what people for, I think what people for, well, maybe they never understood or they, I think it it does a disservice to that movie that the only thing people remember is how hot the the Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are. Right. Because essentially you're saying that the concept didn't stick with you, the plot didn't stick with you, the scenes didn't really stick with you. Mm-hmm. What you remember is like they really did have some infidelity in real life and mm-hmm. and that they were smoking hot white people and yep. And somehow that became the premise of the movie. It's like, well, if it's not too smoking hot white people, how the fuck, you know, or then the actors, they would be like, well, what they should have did is cast, you know, fan cast. And it would just be people they want to fuck, you know, right. like, oh, they should have put Tra- Travon. Uh, I can't even remember his name is. They should Travon Tay Rhodes or somebody like they should have put this guy. They should put all this Hodge. And it's not that those people can't do what this show was about, but this show was is in this movie. And the concept is not really about the action and the fucking. It's really about a marriage. And then the action is all allegories for the marriage. It's what's it like when, you know, you want to get to the step like where you want to have kids. What's it like when you uh, start to fight? What is it like when you get a separation? What is it like to, you know, to make up? What is it like to, uh, you know, to even get together in the first place like that? And then the action all takes place in ways that reflect the conflicts they go through, you know, couples therapy and stuff. And I loved it because it, it lived in the moments more than those other shows, than the movie. The movie right. only has two hours. Right. It can't live in those allegories. And while I, 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 I thought the movie was cute, I never thought it, it never stuck with me. I've never rewatched that movie. Me either. Like, I just thought it was like, oh, okay, that was cute. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, but this series was to me just as a as an idea of two people trying to be together who are obviously fucking killers and spies and all the entails. Ah, uh, and then the guest cast. Ah, uh, I can't even go on about it. It's just I, that's why we're late. Cause I, I I honestly I didn't even want to binge this show, but I just kept being like, oh, I'll watch one more episode. Oh uh, well, shit, I got two more to go. I might as well. And next thing you know, I was like. Fuck, it's only 10 minutes left in the last episode. I guess we can start the show after this. So <laughs> I just went ahead and watched it, and uh, I loved it. I'm glad you also would have. Are we in our, whatchamacallit, segment? Uh, banter? Yes. Yeah, I was, you know, that was kind of, I guess that was some banter, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I didn't play any music and shit. Uh, hold on. Psycho. Music. Music. 
love me some horns. All right, Karen. <laughs> well, why- well I, what's going on with you over there, Karen? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. So while you was doing that, I was watching, uh, what was it, Vinland Saga? I, mm-hmm. I keep telling the name of it. That's I, the name I, of I, it. Shit, I called it the right thing. I be wanting to call it Valhalla, but I don't think, I was like, Karen, that's not the name. <laughs> but it's called Vinland Saga. It's an anime. And Roger already watched it. And uh, he was telling me, I'm still in season one, but he was telling me, the season two, the art style is the same people that did Attack on Titan. It's the same studio, Mappa. Oh, okay, it's the same studio that did Attack mm-hmm. on Titan. And I'm not going to lie, we finished that series recently because it took forever for them to actually uh, make it uh, dubbed because mm-hmm. we like dubbed. And I'm not even going to lie, it is literally one of the best animes i've ever watched i'm not even gonna attack lie. on titan, attack yeah, on titan. Yeah. yes from from literally from start to finish and one thing about that series it rewards you for paying attention and it rewards you uh at the end and it let it and it's one of those things where even after you think it ends it continues on to kind of show you the future of some of the things Aaron was saying that he was seeing and stuff like that. Like it filled in a lot of like when it ended, I was like, yes, it's almost like they left no stone unturned and they, they ate up all the crumbs. It's like, when this ends, you're going to know there's nothing else to do here. Like, like literally this is the quote unquote end of this story. If they was to do something else, it would be a serious time skip into like a future, future separate from all these people and their reality and all this type of stuff. And I really appreciate that uh, uh, with this, you know, not all animes, but I really do appreciate a start, a middle and a finish. I understand as consumers, sometimes we get selfish. We'll be like, again, 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 stretch it, stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. But sometimes people have an idea and they were like, this is my thoughts. This is the story. And that's it. You get nothing else. I like completed stories like that. And those stories to me. Uh, some of the stories that actually uh, 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 have a uh, go against time, you know, like 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 you can, you go, oh, that was a great story from start to finish, and the way it ended, and the consequences, and shit like that, and just the writing, it was outstanding. So I'm watching uh, Villain Saga, and I'm really uh, enjoying. It. I haven't gotten to season two yet, but I'm really enjoying it a lot. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So while you was watching that, I was watching this okay yeah i love that series and i'm sure we'll talk more about that on the nerd off as well Mm -hmm. but uh coming up this friday for all the premium people friday we're doing the nerd off but um yeah it was it was uh i like that i love that series as well and i like that about anime is that they start a lot of times with the ending now these days because it's getting so popular and making so much money it's starting to change and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of filler there's a lot of like um movies there's a like there's a lot more exploitation of the ip now and so uh sometimes they might like the the old days of just a 28 episode we told the whole story we have nothing else to say those days seem to be over even with uh attack on titan the way they kept kind of like stretching it and then it was like oh we're coming back with a special and then it's gonna be four seasons it's gonna be oh it's gonna be another season coming up like 
even they kind of, you know, I mean, because you're making so much money and right. it's so popular, you don't know which one's going to be popular. Correct. I get it, but yeah, I but I but I love that series as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and and I do agree. Like, like there are some that, that that like this is the song that never ends. I got my hand full, and I'm like, I'm just here for it. But I know what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I love uh, Naruto, but Naruto is is forever. I know it eventually ends. You go into Baruto, but Naruto is a lot of episodes, and then you have sat down and we literally been through it all. Like. Bleach, you know, I need to catch up on Bleach. I'm, I'm who knows how many seasons I'm behind on Bleach and like some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And same thing with uh, Dragon Ball Z. It's some of them you know what you're getting into. You know, I haven't started One Piece because it's like 4,000 episodes. I was like, well, I don't know if I want to take that journey. Yeah, and that one never seems like they never plan to end that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get into some other news. Kelly Rowland says Jay-Z made other artists feel seen during his Grammy speech. I could, I could see that. Yeah. I, I could see, uh, uh, a lot of people having some of the feelings that he was having because the thing is these people are at work. And even though it's an award ceremony and all this shit, they still on the clock. They're still at work. So they have to keep the smiles on. They have to, you know, perform and all that shit. They got cameras and things like that in front of them. So they're still quote unquote on the clock. But you know, not just funny. Jay-Z is at a place of privilege where he's like, Oh, I've been through that. I just don't give a fuck no more. So this is how I feel. And what are the consequences? Mm. Like I, I, like I have no, what you going to end my career, bitch? Like what you going to do? Not give me no awards. Like I actually don't care, you know? So, uh, I could see people being like, oh, thank God. Somebody said, like, I can't do it because I don't want it in my career. But I'm glad that somebody actually said some things that a lot of people have been feeling, particularly marginalized people who have been overlooked, who have been ignored. You know, even with this particular ceremony, a lot of the black and brown and other awards was given off camera. You know, so people didn't even get to see the people that some of the people that they was listening that they would have loved to see give a speech. They yeah. gave a speech to a room of people, but nobody saw unless she was in the room. You know, so it one of them things where you go, okay, you know, you keep saying this, but you know, not trying to be funny. The categories there aren't black and brown and other. I don't never see y'all listing all these white artists and all these white straight men listing them and be like, oh, well, we'll holler at them later. I y'all don't. Do I mean, that. they might do that, but. I mean, like, cause it's not like the black categories are the only ones that don't get aired. Right. <clears throat> I'm sure there's a lot of categories that traditionally white people win and, or, you know, uh, uh, people that aren't black win, but they still don't air them because they're not sexy or whatever. Right. But, um, it says something that, you know, it's the 50th anniversary of hip hop and hip hop awards don't even really get shown on that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean Kelly Rowland's right. You know, this is one of the reasons I thought I, I wasn't as hard on Jay Z's speech because it's a very real feeling that people have. And I think when you're fifty, sixty years old and you're a black person and you made all the money and you got all the fame and you got all the accolades, people are like, "Well, why are you even affected by this?" It's like because I'm fucking human. Right. Where do you think my art comes from? Right. Why am I affected by the regret of selling drugs to my own people? Why should not just be like, "Well, I'm rich." I figured it out. Fuck it. 
like you know emotions is part of it and honesty is part of emotions and maybe not everything is gonna be a good look for people right but it but it's the truth for you and uh i was not surprised that other people were applauding jay-z uh the artists are saying yep i feel seen this is exactly you know the thing i think about a lot and uh yeah i think i think it's dope of kelly Rowland. she said i couldn't be more proud of him and i'm just really happy for a lot of things that he said i think he made a lot of artists feel very seen and very heard in those minutes that he took on stage um so and I appreciate that. And, you know, it's one of those things where these awards mean something, regardless if they mean something to you, they actually mean something. The, you know, these is, this is shit that people, you know, write off in people's catalog and how, quote, unquote, good or great, whatever that they are. You know, people actually, this shit matters, you know, to people. And, you know, people, you know, I understand even with some of the other awards, people go, well, da, 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 who cares? Well, if I worked in this industry, bitch, I would care. Yeah. And I mean. I think there's also like a thing to like, but you're cool and cool means kind of not caring. And uh, I think a lot of people have taken on that ethos is like cool people don't care. And it's like, it's not cool to care uh, too much, especially about, you know, your ego or personal things or what someone thinks about you. And it's like, well, that's the one, a lot of those people are in denial, Mm -hmm. but then two, like that's human, you know, Yes, it is, Uh, and it's relatable, which is what music and art is about. Henry Cavill says he doesn't understand sex scenes and thinks they're overused. Uh, Henry Cavill shared his dislike of sex scenes in film and television and questioned the necessity, arguing that it might sometimes be better to let viewers use their human imagination. During an interview on Josh Horowitz's Happy, Sad, Confused podcast with his Argyle director, Matthew Vaughn, Cavill admitted that he's not a fan of filming intimate scenes and doesn't understand why they show up so often, even though he acknowledges there are some circumstances where they can add value to the storyteller. Uh, I posted this article on my Facebook, and it started like a little debate between people in my comments. And the main thing I could tell is that most people didn't read the comments. And because I haven't, I mean, read the article. Mm -hmm. And because I haven't participated in these conversations before online or even on this show, I was still trying to formulate my thoughts about it and just seeing what people had to say. Um, But it sounds like there's a bunch of, there's already like two distinct camps of like, we need to stop being proved. Sex scenes are fine. What the fuck is the problem? It's just like any other scene. It, you know, and then there's the no, we need to stop having sex scenes and in, in, all together. Uh, there's no need for sex scenes in movies. Uh, it, it doesn't further the plot at, at all. It's exploitative of the artist and all this stuff. Um, and I think uh, if they read his comments, he didn't say either one of those things. Mm-mm. He's like, if it can add value, cool. But if it's just something where I feel like it's just in the scene, it's not adding anything to the, um, it's not really adding much to the, uh, plot or whatever, or something that could be done in a different way. And he feels like it could be a cop out. Um, Mm, I agree. Yeah. He said, I don't understand them. I'm not a fan. There are circumstances where a sex scene actually is beneficial to a movie rather than just the audience. But I think sometimes they're overused these days. Uh, it's when you have a sense of where you're going, is this really necessary or is it just people with less clothing on? And that's when you start to get more uncomfortable and you're thinking there's not a performance here. There's not a piece which is going to carry through the rest of the movie. He reiterated that there are occasions where sex scenes can be great. 
but sometimes they're relied on too heavily as a bit of a cop-out because most of the time the human imagination is going to trump it. So there should be more thought out around what is this going to do? What is this doing for us apart from the idea of, oh, naked person, great. Yeah, I don't think what he's saying here is controversial, really. I, I think it's controversial in the context of you've been fighting on the internet and people have been saying basically we don't ever need sex scenes and then you've been like what the fuck is wrong with y'all uh pilgrims or whatever you, you puritans <laughs> um then i understand like how it can get caught up in that but his i think he makes a valid point um and i think obviously sex scenes do add stuff because it bad sex is a is 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 tells a story good sex tells a story uh sexual chemistry tells a story joking during se- like uh there's a lot of stuff a story can have in a sex scene that can make it like viable and you're learning something about the characters in the situation and then there's sometimes where you know like you know with game of thrones sometimes where you're like they're having people be naked while they talk about um the plot because mm-hmm. more than likely they were like motherfuckers gonna be bored as shit listening to this guy talk about mm-hmm. the succession to the throne but if you put some people getting finger banged in the back then they'll at least watch the scene and be like not bored by this guy who's only conveying you know information information mm-hmm. that we need the audience to remember for the plot right so i i, I mean like i said i could i, I could see it um kind of both ways on this but i thought he I thought what he said was fine. Yeah, he was being very reasonable. And I do agree. There are times when uh, things need do need to be left up to the imagination. Like, there are times where you can kind of, and I've seen it done greatly, where you can start a sex scene, but you don't finish the sex scene. Like, mm-hmm. you can start, like, the kissing and intimacy. You can even start with, like, people unclothed and then just kind of swap the scene. Like, we don't actually have to see sometimes the act right. itself. So from that perspective, I understand. Now, there are some points where the act is important to the storyline, to the plot, moving it along. It's very important. You're trying to tell a story about kind of sex itself or or the intimacies and the things around sex. I understand you actually showing you know the act itself i'm not i'm not completely against no sex at all whatsoever. I think like, that's what, stupid I think what i what so, you know, let's take it one level deeper. I think one of the things that's happening here is we've swung the pendulum probably a little too far the other way since the Me Too movement um, because, you know, that was a time for people to air their grievances and talk about their experiences. So some people were like, I was never comfortable doing these sex scenes. I just did them because I thought I had to. Or just, or just, or the sex scene wasn't handled well. They didn't have intimacy coordinators that did a good job. Right. And, and if this is something that can be handled badly, then it shouldn't be handled at all is how people took it. Mm-hmm. But let, when someone dies on the set of a movie in an action scene or someone gets injured, we don't go, that's enough action scenes, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone got hurt. Right. This We go, no, that set is dangerous. That person is that. that those The stunt coordinator, someone has to be responsible. Yes. Alec Baldwin killed somebody on the set of a movie. We don't say no more guns in movies. We go, mm-hmm. that's a dangerous set. We need to investigate that so it never happens again. Mm-hmm. So I think in our need to feel like we're protecting people, we may of course correct it to a point of like, <clears throat> we need to sanitize sex out of just most things and 
being that this last era of movies has been dominated by the the blockbuster PG thirteen ish movie. Yes, they have. Meaning, like Marvel heroes are all sexy, but they have no sex. You right. Know? Um, the one movie where they did have sex, everybody hates Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the point being, like, uh, in a world where we're dealing with an epidemic of loneliness, where we literally know statistically since we've been tracking it, young people are having less sex than they've ever had. Right. Um, there is something about the reflection in this media. I don't know if it's chicken or egg, right? I don't know which came first. There's something about the unsexiness of our media that does speak volumes about this moment in time. And I think we'll look back at this and be like, almost like how we had a sexual revolution. It was like a sexual, uh, like we were pulling back on the sex. And, and, and it's obvious people still love those raunchy sex scenes and stuff, because look at what, They'll pretend to be disgusted or act like it's, but they love like a a, a fucking euphoria. They love, uh, you know, all these HBO shows that they, they love a game of thrones. They love the highest ratings for all these shows I'm naming. And it's because those shows will take it there to that next level and, mm-hmm. and do that nasty thing that people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. People have been talking about Saltburn for fucking a couple months. I didn't even watch it. I, I and know I know what that is. I know. But I know about the, the scenes in it just because people spoil it because they want to talk about it so much. Mm. So there's it's, 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 it's that thing that kind of betrays us where clearly, you know, some of the movies this year um, – uh, poor things like very sexual movies oppenheimer uh and and i and, and even in oppenheimer i felt like the sex served a purpose i didn't think it was just being exploitative and i think what the next level is going to be the actors are going to have to proactively be in their interviews like i knew i was doing sex scenes when right. i signed up i wanted to do these sex scenes yes, so and i like the way it went and i like how it turned out and i and and like kind of have to get in front of the audience because when you're talking about social media where most of this conversation takes place mm-hmm. that is a very anti-social lonely angry sad place yes it is and while there's sex positive in that if you said hey this porn star wants to talk at a library they'd be like what's wrong with that but if you actually said this porn star has a, a sex scene in a, a r-rated movie they're like well why the hell would you put sex in a movie so we are at a crossroads where like those two things don't really add up but it is the same groups of people yes um so i i do think that there's something about um about what he's getting at that's a bigger conversation and it made me think of all that when I was reading this quote. Yeah, and also there has to be a balance because even though it's sex, it also uses art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if you come in, you be like, no sex things like, okay, I'm me so you're limiting everything I can do as a creator. Right. You're telling me that if I want to do these things and show these things, I can't do it because you've determined that my art and the things that I've decided that I want to put in my art is not worthy to be shown. Yeah, you have like a pea valley or something where it's, you know, very sexual. Black people love it. Like it's, I don't know, it feels a little bit like that old court case where in public, you know, the, the lawyers are like, hey, nobody watches porn. We want to ban porn. And then the cable company or whoever showed up to the trial and they were like, here are the ratings. Here is how much people are watching it. 
Now, look, there's a puritanical society. They may be ashamed right. to come out and say, I'm watching this stuff. But, but they, they are. are watching it. And just because they're silent doesn't mean that it's not happening. And so I think just because people want to avoid conflict or they don't want to have this discussion with other people doesn't necessarily mean that putting sex in a movie automatically makes it bad or just like the scene needs to be this that and the other i think obviously you want your intimacy coordinators you know doing their thing but Correct. like my people watch all kinds of raps rap shit mm-hmm. people, ma- people people upset that that shit got canceled they were mad people sad the insecure is over right all kinds of raunchy sex in there mm-hmm. i think I, and the sex does tell you about the characters it's right. not just sex for sex sake Mm-mm. um so I don't know. I think there's something to this discussion, and we've just never had it on the air here, right? Um, but it, but this is my first time really thinking about it. And I'm like, I mean, I get what he's saying, but I and then someone else, Shanna, brought up a good point on my Facebook page. She said a lot of these male actors don't even start talking like this till they get in a relationship, you know, right. where it's like, hey, uh, I don't want to be having sex scenes anymore, um, which is another, you know, kind of argument um against the whole like it has to have a sex scene because we know certain people like denzel he's decided he's never gonna have a character who has an on-screen romance with a white woman and he's never had it somehow every director no matter what they wrote in that movie figured a way out to once they cast denzel they figured a way out not to do it and i'm sure that happens with stars in hollywood all the time I think there's a reason that the first season of Game of Thrones, you're seeing uh, the woman who plays the Khaleesi's titties mm-hmm. and shit because she she wasn't nobody then. And by the end, it's like I'm not getting naked, right? I don't. I I I have a contract now. I, I don't have to. You got to run it by me. Mm-hmm. I matter. I got other opportunities. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got to like me, just having sex just to have sex doesn't matter, you know. Um, so yeah, it just makes me wonder about it because. You know, and I, and of course I agree that the imagination is just as vivid, if not more vivid, mm-hmm. than actual sex. Like, um, I'll never forget that people weren't that hard on Game of Thrones until Sansa uh character had was sexually assaulted and by Ramsey and they us, never showed it. They didn't show us the scene and motherfuckers lost their minds. Yeah, like, Y'all do know was, they didn't show us, right? The imagination was honestly worse than the scenes they had shown Correct. with other characters in the past because it was the the human imagination is powerful. So and it doesn't always have to be used in that way, but you Agreed. could just, you know, back in the day they used to cut to <laughs> A woman wearing Clint Eastwood's button-up shirt, making eggs in the morning, and you knew they fucked. So, right, you know, it's definitely uh, interesting to think about that. Right, and it's also one of the things too for a lot of people, just projection. Like yeah. a lot of people, they're uncomfortable. They don't like to see sex scenes, so they're like, "Well, this is a chance for me to get it out there." But these are your personal preferences, and you don't have to watch. And I wonder how representative it is of the audience because the conversations online tend to be towards miserable Mm -hmm. um that being said someone in the chat said they think uh this generation the talking point that this generation hates sex is a little overblown i would tend to agree except we statistically have evidence that young people are having less sex than they've ever had in any time that we tracked it so to me that's something is happening whether it's being reflected in our media or whether 
the media is driving it. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. But that's a very pandemic. Like a lot of right. people's behavior has changed a like, lot. That's a very real thing that's happening, mm-hmm. and I do wonder about that shit. I don't know that they hate it, but they're just not having it with each other. I mean, I have my much. theory, and then once again, I'm working this out as we're talking. I think it's some something about being digital takes away intimacy good and bad yeah, i agree like in the in the good ways you know maybe people can hurt you less or maybe um you feel less portrayed maybe there's less opportunity to be physically hurt by somebody you've never seen or met but okay. emotionally we're still hurting each other mm-hmm. um depression is still like skyrocketing the way people feel about their bodies definitely comes through where they're like we this is harming people's concept perceptions yeah. of their own bodies just scrolling instagram seeing somebody um can hurt you so it and, and so we're less physically connected less physical community is happening and when you think about digital what doesn't happen in the digital space sex right and you know? and and also you uh and uh <laughs> uh you're living in uh uh shout out to 19 days you're living in a generation of computer love and it's not the same mm-hmm. and so for a lot of people the computer love is actually their form of intimacy that their form of getting to know somebody you know the younger generation everybody kind of does this but the yeah. younger generation the higher probability to have a uh, 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 sex, you know, uh, through the phone, sex, you know, or through, yeah. through, 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 through Only fans, through, yeah, right, right. You know. and, and so to them, that is intimacy. Back in the day, you had to physically be with somebody in order to get that. Now you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, and I, so that changes, to me, that changes the relationship people have with sex, the relationship right. people have with other people. You know, it changes the dynamics of, you know, a lot of things. And, you know, you know, you're talking to a generation who sometimes don't understand that it's this shift happening here. Yeah. And I love what you brought up about the pandemic. I mean, it's the thing where I, it was unfortunate. It was inevitable. It was like, what you going to do? You either, you either going to let the, uh, <laughs> make the kids go to school and get sick, or you're going to make people stay at home. And people are like, well, it will affect their mental health. And I'm like, it will. So will a pandemic. So will all their loved ones dying when we didn't have a vaccine and all that stuff. But all that stuff, it was just, you have to make two unfortunate choices. Which Mm -hmm. one are you going to do? Right. And I think kids growing up during this pandemic, during this very polarized political time, Mm -hmm. um, during this digital age, I'm sure it's having some type of effect. Now, those kids aren't creating the media necessarily, meaning Mm -hmm. the people that are in the place to direct euphoria are not children that were in school but correct i definitely wonder if this is a reflection of our times the kind of sexless nature of it like you can be sexy but sex is still to people to some to some degree yeah and also uh you know for like i said because of the pandemic you have people that you children that may have been introverted and went even in more inward you know you still have adults that, that, that that are like to the extreme with like they never change they will wear their masks everywhere they go like so this shit is mentally impacting everybody and if it mentally impacts you it will impact your interaction with people and if you are somebody go i don't want your covid your cooties whatever for you you're like well then i actually you know don't want to be intimate with you unless i really really know you you know right. type of thing and so yes you're more selective you're more picky you're not gonna fuck everything moving you know you're like mm-hmm. it, it it has to be worth your time it's it's like 
how we know kids play outside less and they're tracked more. And part of that is because we know so much now. We know more than we used to know. Mm-hmm. So even and even at a time where it's actually less dangerous than ever, meaning your kid can go outside and play and be fine. They don't need a chaperone to the park. They can walk back and forth in the neighborhood and they'll be just fine. But we now know so much of the dangers lurking outside in the darkness. Our minds won't let us not be in control most of us listening to this show and us making it grew up latchkey kids right you yep you get out of school here's a key you get home your parents still at work now we're not we're not we're, i think a lot of that would be considered almost bad parenting now we've yeah. covered articles yeah, on here called we call ds uh, uh, uh we covered yeah. articles on here before where parents got in trouble because they were like i let my kid walk to the park up the street and walk home right and there's a whole fucking news crew that came out just to talk to this parent like what the fuck is the story here and it's like that used to be every kid yeah that used to be normal and so, you know for and so for a lot of parents they go uh the fuck like you know all parents don't want to have a leash on their child all of the time well I'm, I'm making the point is forget i'm not the point's not about those parents mm-hmm. or those kids my point is the change in society right we are less amongst each other we are less we are more afraid and so of i wonder other, yes if that also affects people where it's like i'm i'm more afraid of sex with people i'm more afraid even the way sex turned into like apps mm-hmm. you know how do you meet somebody in app that's not like meeting in person chemistry necessarily some apps like tinder were exclusively like it's time to fuck right like this like actually if you want to like meet me for a relationship i mean this ain't the one like holla at the different app i just want to <laughs> swipe left or right on your body right, or your profile right. you know like i'm not really seeing i'm consuming you like content or yep and you're gonna be my sexual content tonight once again this isn't saying that's bad good or bad as far as if that's individually what someone wants to do but the macro level of what how does that change the functions of our society and our relationships with each other i think it's very valid in this this conversation that he was having on this podcast made me think of all this shit because i've never really thought about it before um and i think there's something there and unfortunately it's not a conversation i'm interested in having online because i saw that there were people that had clearly been having these conversations already and they had been arguing with each other already and so they had like entrenched camps of like there should never be a sex scene i don't what what good has a sex scene ever done for anybody i'm like okay that's I don't agree with that. And then there was the like, listen, man, what? So just because a couple scenes was bad, we shouldn't have sex scenes or whatever. I'm like, I, I, I don't know that anyone's saying that either. Henry Cavill didn't say that. Right. Um, and, but and, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's a balance. And I think that, uh, like everything else, people project. And, you know, when it comes to that is, like you say, there's stats and statistics, but, you know, with something, particularly with sex, people go, well, this is how I feel, kind of the end <laughs> to it, regardless of the reality of what's happening around them. Yeah, I think, and then the last thing I'll say, too, is just, um, I, I, I don't want to say it's an overreaction. I just feel like it's a course correction that maybe it's going to rein itself in. Because what I'm seeing now is a lot of, like, the studios and the actors and directors getting ahead of the outrage and being like, we wrote sex scenes because we felt they were necessary. If we got an actor or actress that felt they wanted comfortable doing it, wanted to do it. We had intimacy coordinators. Mm -hmm. We feel, and then we're in interviews telling you, 
we are all yeah. okay with this right because and and you- then i think that may just have to be the new way it happens because what we don't want to have is you know you get five ten years into your career and whether the person was is lying where they actually thought it was cool for their career at the time, but now they feel a little shamed or they feel like you want people to have agency. Yes. You want to, you know, people try to change their image and be like, oh, no, I was never like that. You know, it's, it's Paris Hilton pretending she was smart the whole time. You know, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, whether it's people being genuine and saying I felt exploited, but I was afraid to say anything um, at the time because I was just starting my career, which. You know, like Shanna brought up Henry Cavill possibly being in a relationship now and changing his mind. And I'm like, that could be it. And it could also be when Henry Cavill was younger and was just trying to make it. Mm -hmm. And someone said, we need you to take off your shirt. He was like, I'm taking off the shirt. Right. And he may have not thought it added much to the scene at the time. But he was like, fuck it, man. I I work out. You know, I I know the game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I, I think uh it made me think about all that stuff and i wonder if we're just gonna have to get used to a new like we're we love sex scenes like type of promotion for r-rated movies that have sex in them because i i think definitely the discussions that are happening online are not they they almost never are okay with sex like yeah, period right they're like shut that shit down i was like now that's stupid and not realistic either yeah. ha- we we got to have a we got to have a boundary somewhere okay you're uncomfortable with sex you don't okay good but you don't get to dictate what i get to consume yeah and it still feels to me i think this feels better even with the dominance of the pg-13 sexless movie star it feel it still feels better to me than the eighties and nineties where a yeah, lot of times I felt top. like they just wanted to put titties in this scene. And I'm yep. I'm sorry, you know, like I know the discussion has become polarized and so it's extreme, but it's kinda to me, if you've never watched a movie and thought that, you're crazy. Ain't that you the know, truth? I, there used to be I, like I can make a running joke of just how many times I've seen like a movie that was like a cop movie and they bust into a room and a woman ran around ran out with her titties out mm-hmm. and if it was no an r-rated reason. movie and it was cops it was like you gonna see some titties at some point we gonna make sure that we, you know so that like there were times where you just like okay you know i uh swordfish literally has a story of we went to holly berry we knew this movie sucked and we were like can you show your titties we'll pay you x amount of dollars per titty and the whole promotion for that movie was her going around on late night shows and being like, yes, it's true. I pulled my titties out in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody went to see that movie because people that don't rave about how great Swordfish was. Right. So we know for a fact this is part of life and it can be iconic. Mm-hmm. And maybe you think it's worth it to be like, at least we saw Holly Berry's titties. I'm not. Right. Listen, I saw those titties too. They was titty and I'm not. Yeah, I'm the, not knocking it at all. But clearly the motivation within that was a what the fuck we need to get some titties in here so it just depends on how people feel um go ahead right and it's also uh one of those things too where i could say it's a generational shift it's a a age shift you know different things have affected people in different ways 
And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see it kind of course correct back the other way, you know, because like I say, I know as an adult, everything is not for me. So I don't mind, like you say, the PG-13, like, 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 like the things that have these parameters around it. But when it comes to certain things, I'm like, I'm an adult. I came here for adult shit. Adults fuck. So, okay, like, don't take it all out because somebody else has dictated that they don't want to consume it. Yeah. I also wonder how much like pornography has changed it and the availability of it. Yes. Because there used to be a time where it's like a big deal that some celebrity got naked in a movie. And while it's still somewhat of a big deal, I think with the, um, ex- uh, the saturation of porn in everybody's like digital devices constantly mm-hmm. going to social media and it's basically like, people can post themselves sucking somebody's dick right there. People seen Drake dick the last couple of days and been talking about it on Twitter. Like, <laughs> like the, the, I, I don't did, be knowing nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't even want to say nothing cause I haven't seen it and mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for it. I did want to talk about it cause I feel like the algorithm on Twitter is like, Oh, you, I heard you make a joke about Drake's dick. Here's the video. So <laughs> right. I was just like, let me just stay away from this. Cause I don't really, I don't want to randomly see it. Pop good, me either. good for all those that do want to see it and do mm-hmm. care. Um, but I just I, didn't, I don't, it's not a debate yeah. I wanted to hop into. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting seeing, um, how it's, it's interesting thinking about how much we see like just real sex, sex all the time. Right. So like, in a way, for me, it's had the effect of reducing how I don't really care that much about a sex scene in a movie anymore, period. Whether you, right. people think it's exploitative or not, you know, very few of those scenes rise to the level where I'm like, God damn. Like, most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, but I mean, if you want to see somebody doing this for real, you can just literally go in your pocket. So, <laughs> so it's, you know, it's a lot less of a taboo. And so I wonder if that has any effect. Um, all right, Monique slams Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart, and Oprah Winfrey because uh, she went on the sh- club Shay Shay. Of course, three hours long. Yes, yes. Cat Cat Williams set the standard, and yes, that like when people come on there, particularly certain people, that's gonna be their thing. Yeah, I forget who the other person because he tried to do another Kevin Hart. I mean, a Cat Williams style interview a while ago, but it didn't catch on. Man. Who was it? It was, but it was definitely somebody that people were like, "Oh, I before, know they go." Or before Cat, but it was after Cat. Okay. It was like Cat Williams, then this person, then Monique, and I swear to God, I can't remember. That's how bad it was, y'all. I don't even remember the second mm-hmm. person, and I know, and I remember seeing the picture of like, "Oh, oh, they going on there," and everybody was like, "Oh shit!" And then it was like, uh, I guess it didn't catch on. Maybe I can find it on his uh, podcast feed. Of course. Um. But, yeah, Monique, at this point, we know what she's going to say. Right. I was like, yeah, we know she's going to have grievances. Yeah, this isn't even like when you had um, Cat Williams. It was a little bit of a surprise to everybody. Now it's not a surprise. Mm -mm. Damn, that's funny. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. Club Shay Shay, February 3rd or February 4th on that podcast feed, Mm -hmm. put out a Best of Usher, Cat Williams, 21 Savage, and Country Wayne. Then the next day, February 4th, Best of Cat Williams. So he is milking the shit out of the Cat Williams is what I'm saying. Y'all gonna get it. Like, he is he is 100% trying to, Did like... Y'all, I'm getting all of the views. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. 
Oh no, Country Wayne. They tried to bring up Jess Hilarious because they got they used to date and have beef or something, but that didn't that didn't really catch on. Um, man, I don't remember who this other person was, but it was definitely somebody at the cat that I was like, oh, he's trying to do it again. But yeah, so of course, um, you got uh monique and it's the same thing the clips are being spread online and it's becoming the cat williams effect of she ain't lying she ain't never lied everything she said is true and mm-hmm. all this stuff um and i used to be kind of like yeah i mean i get her point and if she still wants to keep that same energy nobody can make her not whatever mm-hmm. but then after um that shit with Dale Hewley's daughter. I'm, I'm, I'm. I just said, you know what? Something is going on with her that's way deeper than it is. Whatever the fuck is, because like, and people will let her and they, there's a level of like loyalty people feel these days to like I have to support this celebrity mm-hmm. that I don't feel for anybody. I, I do not. Like I, I just want to be fair. Yeah, right. Like, like if y'all hear me I defending, be just and fair, right? Yeah, if I'm defending someone on the podcast or I'm trying to explain or understand that perspective, it's because I feel like that's where the fairness lies. Not to be contrarian. Not because I'm just such a big fan. I don't give a fuck. Uh, yes, yes. Talk about his daughter being molested, girl. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't want to ignore shit just because I like the person or whatever. Right. And if I do, I try to be open about it. Like, hey, I like this this celebrity, and so they might have did something fucked up, but I don't care, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was a bad look when she did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then yeah, like people don't act like, hey, hey, hey what the fuck is daughter got to do with y'all beef? It made me start examining the stuff she had said about DL Hewley, and once I started seeing how it wasn't adding up in more than one case. You know, like the headlining thing didn't really add up when the paperwork was in. And I know people don't like D.L. Hewley, so they didn't, they were like, ah, she's right, because they don't like him. But, right. but I, facts I, are facts. Facts are facts. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff about his radio show turning out to not be true, like to the, at least to the extent she said, where where he like orchestrated something. I don't know, man. I So I'm I'm going to watch this at some point, listen to it. Uh, just for entertainment's sake and i don't want to like speak on it and not listen to it but i'm not surprised by this um and i think people love this is the year of the grievance ain't it though people love seeing the celebrity grievance it says a lot that this is a retread that we already knew what she would say. Right. And that people are sharing it again because that's how, I don't know, bored we are or how much we want the grievance, you know, content. Um, but we know she don't like Oprah Winfrey. Right. You know, and then people are mad at, at Shannon because Shannon, of course, is doing his Shannon level of interviewing. And... You know, he just likes to egg people on to keep asking the same question and acting flabbergasted to yes, everything. Is this an act? And yeah, and people are like, oh, "What? He he didn't listen to the tape she gave him." I'm like, "He probably did, but he can if he can keep her talking for two more minutes by going." Now hold on, now you can't say that about Oprah. He gonna say that? Yes, that's his job. Yeah, that's so, why y'all are there, right? Right, and and kind of like Kat, she got the same freedom. I mean, that's he has shown that he has a platform for that level of like. You can say what you want. I'm going to act shocked, and then I'm going to let you keep talking. Yeah, um, so Kat told the truth. One thing about that, Kat was like, yeah, I came over here because I know I could do this. Yeah, you let people lie in your face, and you don't say shit. Right. You, know? um, you don't really challenge anything. But uh, but once again, 
it's not like everything Kat said was a lie. Right. We'll never know exactly what was lying truth because some stuff can't be corroborated. But Agreed. Everything she says isn't going to be a lie either. Um, but I'll say this, though. Somebody sent me D.L. Hewley's um, Instagram post because I guess she tried to drag him through the mud again. And once again, we know factually D.L. had his facts together. And it took his family getting her together to be like, hey, this shit isn't true. And, and this I love us for real. I love my babies. And I love black women. Why are you dragging this black girl yes, sir. Through, this tra- through her trauma again right. for content in an argument with her daddy? Right. You know, and, and, and it was full of, you know, kind of fucked up things that, you know, that she was saying that, you know, you know, what, however you feel about it. And man, DL uh really fucking um the the shit he said, I, I thought I I was like, God damn. Yeah, it sounded like he I haven't heard it, but it sounded like he had enough. <laughs> yeah, he basically right. had had enough. Yeah, because um, he was like, I I thought it was dead. I told you to you know, put my name out your mouth, but you keep coming back to this bullshit. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. Um but once again, remember, I'm I'm playing this having not heard the whole interview. So maybe I'll hear something in the interview that's different that, that I'll go, oh, okay, that's what he said was out of pocket. But, I mean, it seemed like facts to me. Um, but, yeah, okay, I think this is the one. Um, uh, let's see if I can unmute. Messier, messier. Uh, it's almost like Wendy Williams didn't go anywhere. She just got a wait set. Talking about Shannon Sharp and uh, Club Shay Shay. Um, and so Monique was on. Every time I see Monique these days, she's on uh, doing some greasy ass video with her and her daddy complaining about something or working out. I don't know nobody that work out that much in gain weight unless every crunch you do has got captain in front of it. But apparently she goes on Club Shay Shay and tells the. You know the fat phobia going to jump out. Of course. But uh, apparently that's fair game. You know, when Cat Williams was doing this, it, fine. Yeah, Story. Yeah. Yeah, because this thing like, oh, you want to talk about my baby? Okay, well, then all bets is off. Yeah, Stephen A. was doing it. I, people get mad, they're going to bring up people's weight. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't even know what to tell you. About how she came on my radio show, and I wasn't there at the time. And uh, uh, my co-host, Jasmine Sanders, played a game. Uh, and then, you're right, Karen. In, in all fairness, the stuff she said about him and his daughter and all this stuff. Because he was like, I was keeping it classy was, until you did yeah, a low it was blow. Yeah, it was beyond the pale. I don't know if this is something that's common in DL's comedy or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying he just tried to write, yeah, but, yeah. But, but, I, but I get it. The joke is also, it is a bar. It's mm-hmm. a pretty funny, the Captain Crunch thing is funny. But anyway. That we played all the time with everybody called Would You Rather. She apparently was so offended by that that she says she got off. She called me. Monique did. And she said I was very dismissive. Like, huh? Monique's a liar. When Monique did call me, I heard her, her complaints. I listened to her and I pulled the segment. So if I had been as dismissive as she alleges I was, that segment would have aired. It didn't because I respected her wishes. She's a liar. And I remember her talking about that the last time they went back and forth. And her whole assertion was like, even though they didn't seem to have had any problems up to that point, he somehow wasn't there on purpose to set her up to like, to have them do that. And to me, that's a person that's had trauma somehow, somewhere. Something's happened. Cause I can never disprove 
like it's like if you i don't know if people listening to this ever have but i would assume a lot of people are as human beings have had this happen anytime you've been falsely accused of something that you can't disprove because it's like i know that this is what you were really thinking and it, there's something it's a, it, it, where you're like okay but what really happened to you because it wasn't me if it's hysterical it's historical what happened to you before this that made you be a person that thinks I need to set you up because I, I all I could give you is my word that I wouldn't. Right. You know, if, if he was trying to get her, why did, why wouldn't he just air the segment just to, oh, fuck it. I got you. Right. So, you the, so the segment was never aired. So the public basically, unless I don't know if they aired it live at that time, right. but other than that, you basically do not know what that, what was on that segment. Right. And I definitely understand the vibes of, cause I, I'm like this too. I'm very much a Libra. If, you burn me, I'm gonna burn you back, and I, I, I might. I mean, this is why I try not to move in anger because I definitely say something that I don't really uh, believe or um, something that I wouldn't do in a different, you know, like in my in my peak reasonableness. I'll be like, no, nah, I don't need to say that about that right. person. But um, yeah, I can definitely see how a person that someone talked about their daughter like that would be like, uh, I'm about to air your ass out. Yeah, I I, I, I I can see that too. Like I said, for, for me, similar to you, I don't, uh, when it comes to anger, I stay out of anger, you know, because I know uh, uh, everybody has has that part of them, but I know my anger could become all consuming. And so for me, I'm like, nah, I, like, like for me, that's why a lot of times shit happens and I just be like, I, 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 I happen to let stuff roll off. So for me, I am the type of person where, if I give you all of my undivided attention, uh, it's something that has kind of been adding up because I've been ignoring, 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 ignoring. So when I do respond, it's, it's like 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 the, all of the pent-up rage is going to come out because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I, now I got to waste my goddamn time yeah. on you. I know it's been times and, where we and, lost fans because I went off on somebody and I was like, then we lost those fans. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not... Uh, I'm a human being that's not going to just take it every time. Right. Sometimes right. I'm going to be like, nope, all right, let's fight then, you know? And then mm-hmm. people don't like that you fought back, but it's like, I never claimed to be an angel. I agreed. And it's also, you know, one of the things, you know, for me, when I do get angry, it's quote unquote almost out of character and I shock everybody in the room because it's it's literally opposite to my nature, you know? So for me to get mad and angry, upset, oh, oh, you have really, really done something foul or you have pissed me off. It also befuddles the shit out of me how somebody who has a comedian talks as much shit about everybody else as she does. She has the temerity to be offended about anything as much shit as you say about people. Then she encouraged everybody. Uh, allegedly, it stems from the fact that I used to always talk shit about her on video after video. And she encouraged her sweet babies to look at the video and find them. Do that. Do exactly what she says. And you know what you're not going to find? You're not going to find any evidence of that because Monique is a fucking liar. She's lying about that. But what you will find is Monique talking shit about some uh, uh, alleged contract dispute we had. Look at the ticket. It says D.L. Hughley, then Monique. She knows the story. But what she did in response to that, she talked about my dog, my wife. This broad even brought out my daughter's personal trauma. My daughter was molested and Monique bought that shit out and, t- and told the world that I allowed my daughter to be raped in front of me. The lying motherfucker. She knows she was lying. And it only stopped when everybody from my family checked her. 
It's interesting. You know what else you won't see Monique doing? You won't ever see a, her with her family, videos with her children or grandchildren, because nobody fucks with me. How do you have sweet babies when your own babies don't fuck with you? How do, how do you love us for real when there's no evidence of anybody loving you for real, except your daddy, who you apparently have to pay? And FYI, daughters are paid for by daddies, not daddies who get paid by their daughters. You'll never, you know what else you won't see Monique doing? Telling jokes. Monique, uh, if she just spent as much time actually writing jokes and writing her Netflix special as she did complaining about not having one, it wouldn't have been trash. It got the worst reviews of any Netflix special in history. Cause that's what Monique does. She complains and she has grievances. You never see her being a human being. You never see her being sweet and warm to people. Except when she's using it to butter somebody up to get something. There's a reason why everywhere she go, shit starts. Everywhere she goes. How is it that nobody fucks with you? Not even your family. How do you, or oh, I was on the road getting it. I get it every goddamn week. Look at my schedule versus yours. See how much I'm going. And I still manage to have a relationship that I cherish with my children. Can you say the same? You can't. Because all you do is talk about your grievances and who did you wrong. There's a reason you're fought by yourself. There's a reason you got to pay a man to love you. It's sad. There's an old adage that says you can't buy love. It's a shame, Monique, that you probably always will have to. God damn. Yeah, you can tell he he's fed up. Like, like for somebody to come out and say things like that, you're like, oh, oh, since nobody cares, since the gloves, quote unquote, the gloves are off, let the gloves be off then. Like, you know, if 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 you gonna come at me and do full body shots, I'm coming back with the with the body shots too, and the hits land where they may. That was what I was wondering if somebody would do after Cat Williams. And it felt like I think a lot of reason that people think Cat Williams shit was like it's it's true it's all true is because nobody had a retort back to him that said like this shit didn't happen the way you said it happened and fuck you don't even be lying on me like that I can't speak for these other motherfuckers because you know Oprah Tyler Perry they got too much to lose and I don't think they'll ever want to get in the mud slinging fight I wouldn't either with Monique and I've even. I've even seen a couple times where they've tried to squash it publicly and I'm like, it won't be enough. No. You know, I, I think Steve Harvey tried to squash it. Like anyone, that's the other thing. Anybody that's tried to like help her quote unquote or address it eventually goes on the enemy list. I remember Steve Harvey trying to do that and she basically painted him as like a capitulating coon you know mm -hmm. uh so so it's like okay well let me go back to mind of my business right but um dl hewley had a full throated rebuttal that i would like to see other people do after these shows if i mean if you're gonna address it if not then i guess you know just be above it but you know cedric the entertainer coming out and like no nah, tell tell us why it's a lie you know what i mean tell us that why how you know how you ain't still that joke you know like Give give us that, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean that shit was pretty thorough. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and like I said, for and, and and to an extent, I could see why a lot of people are like, I'm not gonna do that. You know, I can really see why some people go, mm, that's not my nature. That's against or whatever the case may be. But if that's the case, not trying funny, don't say nothing at all. Right. Yeah, she's very talented. Like I'll never knock Monique for that. I think she's a great actress. Um, and uh you know like i 
I thought I I didn't think the last Netflix special was that good, but I've seen her perform before where I thought she was very funny. So me too. I don't want to just lump. I think you know the hyperbole is the lump lump in the like she was she's terrible. You know I I remember when she had that beef with Netflix being like, I mean she's not gonna get the money of these people she's naming as like I should like she's not gonna get Chris Rock money or even um, Amy Schumer Amy Schumer money. But, like, saying she should get more than what she was offered wasn't controversial to me. It wasn't crazy, right. But, man, you know, it's something that people have always said to me. And I'm not just saying every person. A lot of black women told me this at the time um, when I was kind of, like, caping for her in that situation. They were like, the problem is her husband. The problem is daddy. And he's her manager, husband, and daddy, father figure, and whatever, and she listens and runs up behind him and says, like, and then she's very publicly proud about how he's controlling her career. And they were like, he the one that's fucking up these deals. He's the one that got her at odds. How come every situation with everybody, she's always getting done wrong. The contract with the, the venue where she thought she was headlining. Who the fuck wrote the contract? Because when you see the paperwork, you're like, well, clearly... That's not what the paperwork says, right. but you're telling me that this is different. And who negotiated the deal? Who, you know, like, Agreed. who's in the video standing behind you silently? You know, so yeah, it, it's. I think that even that's definitely like a sore spot for her, even for her defenders, because she brought up Tiffany Haddish, and in the clip I saw where she was saying that Tiffany Haddish brought her up in a inter- GQ interview where she said she runs her different her business different than Monique. Um, my business run different than her business. I don't live her life. I don't have her, that husband of hers. And Monique fired back. When I saw that, I was, it's like, Tiffany, if you had a husband like mine, you may not have two DUIs. If you had a husband like mine, you may not be caught up in what looks like you could have been grooming a child. Talking about that sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because like people are sharing that clip, but I almost can guarantee to a person if I'm like, so y'all think the way daddy runs her life, that's what y'all think women should be aspiring aspiring to. to? And they'll probably be like, hell no, (laughs) ain't no nigga finna run my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's, 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 well, I'll, I'll, but like I said, I still had to go listen to it. It's funny because the, the Monique said, oh, Monique said Oprah Winfrey betrayed her, but I remember that betrayal being Oprah having her on a talk show and have trying to like reconcile her estranged family with Monique, which goes back to kind of what DL said about, you know, for all this love and family and sweet babies and community, you don't seem to have a relationship. The people that's supposed to be tight with you, not tight with you, except for this man. So, anyway, Mo Mess. Mess, messy 2024 that's all yeah that's what it's gonna be apparently you yeah. have grievances we love to see it a woman who went viral for christian bbl revealed she suffered an infection following surgery uh uh uh, uh brazilian butt lift no a christian bbl Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Christian say, Brazilian butt lift. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. I was no, like, wait ahead, a minute. Get it off, Maybe get it I got off. the BBL wrong. <laughs> no, no, you got it right. I messed okay. up. No I didn't problem. realize. I thought you were saying the Christian part was part of the BBL, but. Uh, but I mean, yeah, the BBL stands for Brazilian butt lift. Okay, no problem. Initially, the 25-year-old woman claimed to have been given spiritual permission from God to get the BBL. 
child you don't need his permission just go and get your work done uh in a recent vlog youtuber sophiology who is legally known as sophia idahosa idahosa okay shared that <laughs> that's what a name that's a name ain't it that sounds like a drag name yes idahosa yeah idahosa <laughs> that's how that's a dope-ass drag name yeah uh anyway um she shared that after getting a cosmetic procedure, she developed an abdominal infection last week, uh, explaining her health issues. Dermatologists discovered an infection on my abdomen, basically causing me to be very sick, weak, and not healing as I should. She prescribed antibiotics, topical treatments for the scars, and recommended, and recommended I rest. I had to postpone my follow-up appointment with Dr. Young and my post-op massage appointments. Now, it's interesting that they tell people this, because it's like, after you take because they clown her for that Christian BBL shit. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's content because it's like, well, they clown me, but I went viral. So I guess I'm going to go viral when y'all find out I got an infection from it. Yep. Because that's, that's what people do. Yeah. She said that the, the dermatology appointment went well, but it, she should have got diagnosed and prescribed and the prescription. Uh, she should have went sooner is what she said. And she booked the appointment last minute because of how much pain she was in last night. So as much pain as I'm in right now, just disappointment that this is even happening. I'm happy that I have medicine now, things to help cure it. Yeah, because the thing is, everything is content, even your L's. And maybe mm, I'm old. True. Nigga, let me take my L in the darkness. Y'all motherfuckers right. <laughs> ain't got to see me take a goddamn L. That don't make sense to me. Take my L in the darkness. Yeah, people go, I, I took an L, y'all. I got my ass whooped, y'all. Oh, this bitch took my weave, y'all. I broke my teeth, y'all. You were like, well, damn. what you, Child, you know this is forever? That's facts, Karen. Energy drinks may increase children's risk of ADHD, anxiety, and depression. Yeah, I mean, are, is anyone, uh, first of all, children. Uh, I Probably everybody who drinks them. But is anyone, I look at energy drinks like I look at cigarettes or alcohol or yeah. whatever the fuck else kind of things that like we do as adults that we know like, uh, we know the con- there's going to be some consequences for fucking with this shit. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like if you eat Nashville hot fried chicken every night, you're like, it's going to be some consequences, but I'm, yeah, it I'm enjoying is. it. High blood pressure, cholesterol, heart might stop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, you might have to use the bathroom. It might hurt a little bit. But the point being, yeah, I, you knew that when you ate the shit. Right. So I, I guess we needed a study to be like children slamming caffeine <laughs> down their throat might give them ADHD, anxiety, and depression no shit and apparently there's no age restriction on purchasing these drinks now that i didn't know i did not know i thought it was an age restriction you know what and i (laughs) and and y'all this is one reason why i never uh grew up uh uh consuming caffeine this is why i'm like well shit uh, i'm not going through all that it's hot cocoa so i just skipped the shit and go to hot cocoa because my mom was like children don't need caffeine she was really old school with that the fuck i'm gonna get you coffee for you got enough energy all but i do not need to, to energize you up anymore yeah, I mean, I think the caffeine in like a soda is different. You know, Correct. there's also caffeine and chocolate and stuff. Um, but this is more for coffee for her. She was oh, like, I know, yeah. I know, I know what you said. Um, I like I, so like children get caffeine. Mm-hmm. I think it's different because the purpose of an energy drink is to give you pure, just more and more of that caffeine hyped up feeling. Even with caffeinated coffee, it's got more than that in it. So like. Ooh. 
Um, I I mean, I, look, we don't have kids. There's probably some parents listening and be like, listen, if Timmy don't get his monster energy drink, he just ain't going to be right in the morning. <laughs> but and so I maybe I don't know. You know, Man, I, I don't the know. Kids I, never cried at me because I was like, that's enough rock star for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> put, but, put that down. But uh, man, I this feels like a study that didn't even I could have did this study with none of the research. I could have been like, give me a million dollars for a grant. And I would have came back in a month and been like, guys, it's causing de- depression, ADHD, and anxiety in these kids. And they'd be like, oh, okay, what's the evidence? Nigga, they drinking the shit, and that's what's in the can. Right. And my thing is, I'm like you. I, I did not know there was not an age limit. Pure caffeine, like more than coffee. Like, this is like some really strong is shit. Is there an age limit on the caffeine powder we talked about last week? Oh, the one they snorting, snorting like cocaine up their noses. I wonder. You got to wonder. It probably is not. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. There are also higher rates of suicide ideation and attempts among those who drank more than one energy drink a day. Woo, child. I remember, uh, I don't know if this is the same. Is this like the five hour? Does that fall in this category? Yeah. I remember uh, years ago when I worked at Shoney's, uh, some of the girls would be like work doubles and things like that. And they would do that. And I would watch them. They would be so jittery and shit like that. They would talk about having heart pepper. T- I was like, I'm not taking that bullshit. Yeah, I and then just um it's also the fact that they you can't trust a kid to be like, I'll just have half a Red Bull. It's not I was a kid. That's not how I ever thought. No. If I had enough money for two slices of pizza, I was getting two slices of pizza at lunch. Yes. It, it like 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 you like if uh, I get two orders of fries, bitch, I'm getting them both. Yeah, and I know they I'm promote this stuff with, like, video gaming and stuff. A lot of the drink companies have gotten into it. Like, your soda companies have their own, like, energy drinks. Um, so, and that without there being, like, an age restriction, it, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. A 12-ounce can of prime energy contains 200 milligrams of caffeine compared to a 34 milligrams found in a 12-ounce Coca-Cola. God damn! So, basically, you get... Um, like five times, it seems like five or six times as much, six, about six times as much caffeine Chad, is in 12 this, ounces of that energy drink that you get in a coat. Is this where Panera Bread got, got there for me to from? Right. Uh, the charge lemonade. Yeah. I, I remember drinking Red Bull Vodka's when I had white friends and the next day, first of all, I wouldn't really be able to sleep much that night. And then the next day at work, I would be jittery as fuck, burping up Red Bull and vodka still. And I was like, y'all go out and do this several times a week. Y'all just live like this, you know? And I would stop. Like, a lot of times I just wouldn't drink with them because I'm like, this is is crazy that y'all just do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, so it's it's, I'm not surprised by these findings at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wonder if maybe we'll see some some legal repercussions or some regulations come into play. Yes, you will. Cause, cause child, this is America. Somebody is special white snowflake child going to get fucked up and then get smacked with a lawsuit and all the rules going to change. That's what happened with folks. Max about four local. That's how four local. They got sued. Like, uh, and they four local still around, but you can't get that original crack and you don't want it. Uh, Jennifer Crumbly, um, is the mom of the kid who shot up a school. And she was the first parent to ever be convicted on, uh, found guilty of uh, involuntary manslaughter. Um, Because these are the parents that actually fled, right? Yes, I believe Mm -hmm. those are the same parents. 
Uh, she knew her son, 15 at the time of the shooting, was struggling with alarming mental health issues. They said instead of getting him help he needed, she and her husband brought him uh, the gun he used in the attack and attempted to flee when it became likely he would be charged. Uh, they would be charged. James Crumley, who faces the same charges, his wife is scheduled to go on trial in March. Um, be funny if he don't get it. Uh, she do, but uh, yeah. Um, I get that be fucked up. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's Talk. precedent setting, and it's because it's the first time ever, and you wonder if this will be something that happens in the future with these, because there's always red flags, and there's certain parents that just they, hey, I got the Second Amendment right to have my kid have a gun. Not gonna take my gun, and boom! Now, now some people are dead because whatever reason you didn't give a fuck, right? Um, and uh, a U.S. porn actor who advocates for Palestinians visits Iran on a trip, but then goes unacknowledged by Tehran or Tehran. Uh, an American porn star actor, a porn actor who advocated for Palestinians online during Israel's war on Hamas. Uh, I mean during isn't it still happening it sure is they're still, they're still i think they're still killing fighting, people y'all. Yes, they are. uh travel to iran and visit the former u.s embassy in tehran uh which was abandoned after the 1979 hostage crisis the visit by whitney wright as iran's imprisoned nobel peace prize laureate and women's rights activist nargaz mohammadi uh, sparked heated criticism of the country's crackdown on women since the 2022 death and police custody of Masa Amini and the nationwide protest it sparked. Wright filmed herself throughout Tehran, despite her work in pornography exposing her, in theory, to criminal charges that carried the death penalty. They don't be playing over there, y'all. Y'all been know these rules. Um, yeah. Uh, Wright did not respond to requests for comment from the Associated Press, but in the remarks on social media, she described the U.S. Embassy as a place she had to visit. Iran's paramilitary revolutionary guard now runs it as a museum. Iranian students, uh, back, backing Ayatollah, Ayatollah Khomeini overran the compound after the 1979 Islamic Revolution. Embassy staff members are taken hostage and held for 444 days. A direct line can be drawn between that crisis and the tensions between Iran and the U.S. today. Um, so, yeah, she had previously shared pro-Palestinian information online, including material supporting armed militancy against Israel. As a U.S. citizen born in Oklahoma City, she would need to visit a visa to visit Iran. Iran's mission to the United Nations did not respond to questions about the actor's trip. Iranian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Nasser Kanani Kanani, I think, uh, was asked about Wright during the Monday briefing, and he said he had no information about her. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that people are like, wow, how can the government not even acknowledge she was there? It's like, because if they acknowledged it, probably wouldn't be good. Like, because if you admit that you know she over there, then you probably got to arrest her, because just because you're on the side of their cause doesn't mean they're pro-pornography or any of the shit that we think is good in America. Correct. Like, y'all you go, got, yeah, you go yeah. to these other countries. They don't have the same rules and laws that we have here. Yeah, so I don't I don't know, man. Um, Iranian actor Satare Pesiani uh, cited Wright's visit to criticize Iran's hardline government for its mandatory headscarf policy, which led to the 22-year-old Amini's arrest and death. Uh, now, that is the woman that was killed um, in custody, uh, like I think they said it two couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, which sparked a, a, a big like protest yes. movement. 
Um, you punish people on this of this country in various methods for removal of a hijab, but you allow a porn actress to come here for tourism. So, once again, the sides are kind of messy on this, and this like sometimes the people that are very critical of the pro Palestinian movement online say stuff that seems very dismissive, where they're just like, "Y'all are like on the side of of Hamas, and Hamas would never support." any of the shit y'all talking about Mm -hmm. and you know and and i think this is the illustration of that of like you and i'm not saying you should change this point of view or your stance but you're not necessarily aligned on a lot of other very crucial things because you know there's a lot of that area yeah anti-lgbtq stuff there's a lot of uh misogyny and and all this other stuff and and literally like not the misogyny like oh this hip-hop verse but like we will kill you we will stone you to death type shit um so i don't know if she expected that or whatever you know Mm -hmm. hopefully she's safe and back in the states or whatever and she got a protest in but um yeah I, i i i was not shocked by the fact that there were people that were like get the fuck out of here with this shit even with them going they probably agree about a lot of stuff when it comes to israel and they're still like get the fuck out of our country with this bullshit (laughs) right um all right let's see what else should we talk about um uh you know what i'll save that one for later okay we'll do um let me check to see if there's any articles i want to talk about here oh yeah i guess we do a little bit of fucking with black people uh, real quick uh, since I pull up the fucking with black people music. 25, 50, 75, 100. Uh, Zoom cut DEI focused team as corporate America retreats on diversity and I- initiatives. Everybody, that's the first thing they chopping. Yep. Last one in, first to go. Yep. Yep. So they uh, fired a team of workers focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, and a lot of times all this shows that they were never serious in the first place. And, and it's a luxury. And when money starts drying up or empathy runs out or compassion runs out, they just be like, well, we were never serious. No way. Yeah. Because um, if you're serious, you stick with it. I agree. I mean, it's sad, but that's how the fuck shit goes. Mm-hmm. And it's days. a cycle. Some of these same companies in the next x amount of years when something else happened and they don't want to be called out because you know not a lot of this not trying to find a lot of companies felt the pressure from particularly the younger generations by people wanting to hold companies to a moral standards and shit like this even though they're just a company and they're like well morally this is how you should feel where they go child we're about profits and margins and shit like that like the fuck we got to do about this you better say something and they're like okay i guess we'll say something and i guess we do these things that y'all ask us to do but overall as a company we actually don't give a fuck we about profits and margin and shit like this this shit is covered but like this if is this making us money or saving us money if you don't fall in one of those two categories and most companies is worthless yeah zero to a hundred this right here, uh, I'm going to give it two scores. The first score is uh, Jakaris. Uh, don't do it if you're not serious. I hate to be like this. Like, don't mm. invest the funds and hire these people and all this shit. But zero because, not that funny, it's a company. I'm old. Com- my, when I was raised up, a company 
it's just a company. You hire employees, your employees work, you pay them to do their job, the end. I grew up in a generation where the company didn't have these moral standards, more high, more high grounds where you, you companies wouldn't, you know, in politics and all that shit. Now, the people that owned it might be, but the company itself didn't take these stands. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. I just want to buy your hamburger, your cheeseburger, your clothes. Like, I just want to consume whatever you're selling me, mm-hmm. all this other bullshit I don't give a fuck about. Like I said, cause that's because I'm old and I'm black and I don't hold them to these moral standards that a lot of younger generations do. So those are my scores. Jakar is because I'm like don't do it if you're not going to be serious and dedicated to it. Yeah, I echo both of your scores. I think that's uh, that's fair, and that's basically how I feel about it. Um, and it's it's gotten to the point where I'm a little bit not even, like, I'm not surprised anymore. It's just more like, ugh, the, here we go with this bullshit again, because you know, first they getting they getting rid of these people. Yeah, and truth be told, y'all do know it's a lot of companies that didn't do anything, and guess mm-hmm. what? They're not doing with the with the backlash because they never hired the people right. in the first place. That's a good point. Tyrese clarifies his remarks about wishing he was born Latino. Says he wants more unity in the black community. Um, yeah, he he go, went on to say, um, now this is funny. Because, you know, remember you said sometimes I wish I was born Latino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about and, it. And uh, somebody made a meme of him and he posted it on his own Instagram. And it's a. <laughs> <laughs> what they call a luchador? No, no matter That's not a luchador. That's, Am that's, I the wrong that's, one? That That's not what. A luchador is a Mexican wrestler. Oh, matador? That's the, no, that's the Matt, one. I, I mean, maybe he looks somewhat like a matador. Yeah, I guess maybe. I don't. I don't think that's what they're called either. The, th- the, the three negroes. The, th- the three amigos. <laughs> what are you doing right now? Three Is, are you trying negros. to be funny? Are you? Or do yes. I need? Are you tasting pennies over there? You got some having a stroke. No, I just. I, I listen, said three negroes. I need to live here, and I just need to make sure <laughs> that we now need to get you screened. We don't. Okay. Damn, you didn't get the joke. Okay. Uh, no, it's not that I didn't. It's not that I didn't get the joke. I just need to make sure you were joking because I didn't know. Yes, I was. Sir. You can't be like I always get shit wrong and then be like, oh, oh, you thought I got it wrong? I didn't know. The joke is the same as when you get it wrong. Don't act like I'm tripping. <laughs> My bad, you can't tell the difference. Yeah, it's my fault. It's my fault. I can't tell the difference. I was kidding. My bad. <laughs> it's all a joke, guys. Three of Negroes was a podcast with yes. our good friend Ray Sonny on it. Yes. So I I didn't know if you meant. I didn't know. Because it also is like a, a, a. I get the joke. Okay. I just didn't know. Okay. It's, the, it, the delivery is the same as when you be like, uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> What's her, what's her name? That's also the three amigos. Jason Mimosa. Trying to make a joke. Is Jason Mimosa a joke? No, you meant no, that. No, I meant that. Right. Yeah, okay, but I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I can't tell the difference. Oh, I'm crazy. I don't have a sense of humor, y'all. Uh, but yeah, he. I'm sorry I said it in the same tone. I wish I had a, a Karen sarcasm no, tone. No, you did My good. Bad. You did good. It's very funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was very funny. Uh, Tyrese says the internet is undefeated. So clearly he posted the meme that was made. And then he put some, uh, Calate la boca, Calate la boca, meaning shut, shut your mouth. Black and brown, hashtag black and brown pride. I said what I said. Then he put Calate la boca again. Uh, I posted my caption four days ago, three days before Black History Month started. FYI, LOL, nobody. In my <laughs> caption, my, I'm not doing this doing Black History Month. 
Right. <laughs> right. Y'all not going to pin this on me. This you, is three days. Technically, it was the pride of Black History Month. He must have heard the podcast. In my <laughs> caption, my last paragraph stated, of course, we are beyond powerful, influential, and successful. But imagine if we truly are linked up, linked up like other communities have linked, poured and built up each other instead of moving as fragmented as we're moving now and being so insecure, competitive, aka dysfunctional. We are the most powerful culture in the world. This is why they are so threatened and intimidated by the idea of us ever linking up. We have what it takes to take over the world. We are nothing trying to do it alone. Please chime in. We'd love to know your thoughts on this. That's hilarious. Now, now that right there, uh, are we do we we yeah, talk about black down. people. This get it zero because that picture is fucking hilarious. That mustache is greatness, and I I will forgive it if if you make me laugh. And that shit right there, mwah, to Photoshop. <laughs> uh, I give it a fifty. He cleaned up all the spelling and grammatical errors, so that's good. Um, that was really adding to the score the first time. Um. Two, we kind of knew what he was trying to say with that last paragraph, but uh, you can't divorce it from the first fucking three paragraphs where you were shitting on the black community. Like, right. don't try to gaslight me into thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> like, oh, why, why? I don't even know why I ever thought he just didn't want unity. Like, no, you started with I wish I was born Latino sometimes. Right. Then you praised every community but ours. Right. And then you were, and then la- in that last paragraph, you can't clean all that shit up with one paragraph. So, um, you know, it's still 50 for me. But I, I think the other reason it's 50 is because I can't take uh, Tyrese very seriously. Mm-mm. Like, I just don't see him as a black political activist figure or, or whatever. Like, I, I see him as a guy that uh, says wild shit all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh all right that's it for that segment let's move into the last segment and uh do some uh some guest the race let me pull up my guest the race music uh there we what go time is it? it's time to guess the race 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 Guess the race time, the time we go around the globe, find different articles, guess the race of the people involved. Chat room plays along, Karen plays along. Of course, they're all racist. Uh, a man claimed he killed his girlfriend in self-defense in a fight over how to chop onions, but police say it was murder. God damn, what a crime situation. <laughs> crime shame. Yes, it is. Men would rather kill their wife than go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. He was crying. She was, he was like, it's because I ain't chopping onions. I'm not no bitch. Damn, uh, <laughs> stab, stab. She, she ain't chopping Julianti or however they chopping. She ain't chopping right. No, I just want y'all to know. <laughs> Five seconds ago, Karen was acting like I'm fucking crazy to be like, was that a joke or did you mess up? <laughs> There's no such thing as Juli- Julianti. Sounds like the mayor of New York. The ex-mayor of New York. I know it's some shelf someone right now. It's like the it's just dying. Do you mean Julian? Like Thank the you. Julian carrots? Yes. Right. But now but if <laughs> but but I'm messing up her jokes, y'all. <laughs> this is what we about. Okay. This is what we about. <laughs> uh, Indiana man who was arrested as on uh, accusations he murdered his girlfriend claimed he killed her in self-defense during a fight over how to chop onions. Charles Michael Calvert, 60, was arrested on a charge of murder in connection with the death of his girlfriend. Former magistrate Marsha Linsky inside of a Grabill home Saturday. 
Oh, no. As good of an attorney as she was, she was 10 times better a person, said the Allen County Chief Defender Bill Labrato. Uh, I can't say enough good things about her. Calvert is accused of stabbing Lindsay and then staging the crime scene. (gasps) Authorities allege he possibly showered and cleaned up before calling 911. God damn. (laughs) Showered and cleaned up. I mean, I guess he, he wasn't in no that rush. Desk fully clean. <laughs> right. He's like, if I got to go to jail, I want to at least <laughs> be smell, clean. Want to at least smell good on my way. I don't want my hair to be oily. Give me a big ass brick of soap. Because <laughs> I ain't going to be able to drop the soap in there. <laughs> uh, he allegedly placed a call around 8.30 p.m. on February 3rd. Point his girlfriend came at him with a knife. And he told the dispatcher she is no longer with us. The defendant stated we were having an argument. We both were holding a knife and she came at me. When the officers arrived, they found the victim laying face down in the kitchen with a gash on her head and neck. The kitchen appeared disheveled with a broken crock pot, some bloody kitchen knives, and food items scattered around like they had been, there had been a struggle, said the affidavit. Uh, he allegedly told police he was cutting onions, onions, and the victim stated he wasn't doing it correctly. He stated the victim shoved the crock pot towards him, and he came, and she came at him with a knife, and he grabbed the knife, and I became defensive and stated he didn't remember the other details. He appeared to have dried up blood on his hands because men don't know how to shower. Apparently, he didn't get up underneath his nails. Yeah, he didn't take enough time. Um... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he felt the knives on the floor appeared to be staged. The deputy did. Um, uh, a deputy coroner. I'm sorry, deputy coroner. The, oh came yeah, out. the people go. Hey, I do this shit all the time. Yeah, like this, looking at this the crime is not scene. normal. They looking at the projection of the, of the blood and shit. They go, mm, this, yeah. this don't look right. <laughs> uh, it said uh, be staged. They appeared to be placing in the victim's body neatly. The larger serrated knife was covered in blood, and the other knife appeared to be relatively clean. Authorities observed an onion peel in the garbage, but did not observe a chopped onion anywhere in the kitchen. Oh, he, so he even missed the like little details. Like, did you eat the onion too? He watched say He prepared dinner. He cooked. Right. They're like, sir, if this was a struggle, why do you look like you didn't struggle? The you crock know, pot I got all cleaned and shit. The crock pot and its contents, ham, were spilled all over the kitchen floor, and the lid was shattered with the pieces of glass all over the floor. On um, the west side of the kitchen near the dining area, there was a shoe scuff marks on the flooring, uh, which made it appear that there was possibly a struggle in that area. Um, they listened to the 911 tape. He said, she came at me. I responded inappropriately. I'm going to spend a, the night in jail. Nigga, you're going to spend more than a night. <laughs> ah, he thought it was going to be a field trip overnight visit. Right. He's like, oh, I better take a shower if I'm going to be there all night. Uh, all right, Karen, guess the race. What was their name again? Uh, Michael... Charles Michael Calvert. Calvert. White. All right, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, just one eye is watering for some reason. No problem. Uh, Drops or something, you good. Maybe I cut some onions earlier. And uh, Can you go get me a knife real quick? No, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you good? I, okay. I, I stopped the jokes. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't worth it. I'll just, I'll just, I don't like the way you've been cutting onions lately. <laughs> uh, My jokes was that bad. Damn. Mimi said, hmm, shoving crock pots and wasted food. Niggas don't waste food with Wizzy that like that Wizzy White. White, reverse snap white. A shame sounded like a tasty meal white well it, it did sound like a tasty meal the, the crock pot and everything they didn't say if the the ham was seasoned the correct answer is white <laughs> uh, 
nobody missed it so nobody gets booed right so if they'd have been like uh italian season cayenne everywhere You'd be like, you know what? There might be blacks. Right. Now, if you just said, what is it, adobo? You'd be like, mm, that adobo. might be Mexican. Adobo? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't say um, they didn't say uh, Lowry's anywhere was in Yeah, the, in now, the they ball. said salt, pepper, to taste. You'd be like, mm, I don't know now. Uh, all right, let's go to another one. Um, let's see. How about... Uh, hmm. Not having a cell, not having cell phone allowed a U.S. boy to save runaway bus from crashing. Uh, while other students on the bus were engrossed with their devices, Dylan Reeves noticed the driver in distress and guided the bus to safety. Oh, a Michigan boy who recently stopped a school bus from crashing after the driver lost consciousness leapt into action because he was the only passenger not distracted by an electronic device. Wow. Yeah, I think this is just more of an ad trying to shit on cell phones. But, I mean, listen, if that's what happened, that's what happened. Uh, on Sunday. He had the one parents that was like, you won't get a cell phone or you 15. He probably hates his parents for that shit. Right. It was up to him. Bus would have crashed. Uh, right. On Sunday, two weeks after the seventh grader, Dylan Reeves regained control of a school bus. When his driver became unconscious, the network reported that the boy's parents' refusal to provide him a cell phone paid off in a big way. Oh, God. I know his parents are fucking insufferable. <laughs> oh, my God. I know his fucking parents are. Oh, they have to be just. You see, that's why we didn't get you that cell phone. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. I want to be cool. Me. I will be one of them parents. <laughs> I want to be on Facebook with my friends. Well, that's why they get to pick on you. You saved their lives. I bet they're not picking on you now. Right. I bet you ain't glad you saved your life. You got two more years. Then they you get still money. giving me a wedgie on Monday. They don't care. <laughs> uh, Dylan's father, Steve, said, what else are you going to do when you don't have a phone? You're going to look at people. You're going to notice stuff. You're going to look out the window. It's a very powerful lesson. Maybe the ch uh, change the world kind of lesson. Oh, my God. <laughs> These are the exact Was he parents. reading a paper book, too? These are the exact parents I was thinking of. He was doing his homework? <laughs> How you like that? You say you can save the world because you ain't got a phone. You paying attention to shit that's happening around you, son. Uh, so uh, there were several passengers on the bus with Dylan who are the equivalent well, it's a U.S., so year eight in the U.K. I don't okay. know what that means. That means me either. So it's a U.K. publication covering a story that happened in the U.S. Ah. Uh, they revealed that they were immersed in their electronic devices when the driver began to lose consciousness, and they were being driven home April 26th. I had my AirPods in, said one student. Um, a second student said, I was looking at my phone. Someone said, I was on my phone playing a little game. In a video that was captured by a bus security camera before it went viral, Dylan can be seen rushing up to the steering wheel after noticing the driver had passed out during a medical emergency. Dylan stepped on the brakes, steered the bus away from traffic, and eventually brought it to a stop as other students yelled in panic from their seats. Someone called 911 now, Dylan yelled as he brought the bus to a stop. Now, why is the father not talking about that part? How are you going to call 911? You don't got a phone. <laughs> Somebody had to have a phone to call. Right. So y'all just getting by on everybody else having a phone, but your son don't. Well, how come that kid's not a hero? <laughs> the driver was eventually treated for an unspecified medical episode as the students were transferred to a different bus and brought home. Um, so, yeah, there you go. The people praise him as a hero online. Uh, guess the race of young Dylan Reeves. White. Karen says, white. Let's check the chat room and see what they think uh, about this cell phoneless kid. Uh, still waiting. Yeah, give it a delay. All right. You know, sometimes it takes a while for no it to problem. 
supposed white. to be. I know people think, you know, a lot of times people think of black parents as the ones that don't give our kids cell phones and mm-hmm. tablets. We're not the only ones. Uh, I'm going to go black because Black History Month. Insufferable white parents and their white kid. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is white. One person did miss it, unfortunately. I'm sorry. But uh, shout out to him saving that 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 bus and everybody on it from getting in a wreck. Right, because saving the school district some money too. Yes, he did. Because uh, uh, buses are huge. Yeah, and they was gonna definitely sue if their kids got hurt. Of course. Um, all right, let's go to the bonus round. Karen is uh, two for two. Yay! So you know what that means. Uh, what time is it? That's a bitch was white! I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time to get Gold beef, gold chain wearing fried chicken and biscuit eating monkey. Baboon, big guy, fast running, high jumping spear, chucking 360 degree basketball. An infidelity feud spiraled into a violent attack within a San Antonio home. According to an arrest warrant, um, uh, when the sheriff, I guess the sheriffs arrived at a far west side home on Monday, deputies were called to the home because the victim stated that a family member, Jesse Guzman, 44, uh, got into an argument which resulted in pain in her head with visible neck injuries. Uh, did the, the argument didn't result in that? Sounds like the, <laughs> the violence. Fight, yes. Uh, police shared the vic- shared that the victim stated that they were arguing over infidelity, and Guzman was not helping around the house. During the argument, the victim went to the restroom, and Guzman got angry, grabbed her by her hair, and slammed the back of her head on the wall. Woo! Wow! Authorities shared the victim said that Guzman had told her that the beast was awakened. And he continued to assault her. He dragged the victim out of the restroom into the bedroom where he got on top of her. Uh, Guzman then began to pray, placing his hands around the victim's neck. That's scary as hell. Like a motherfucker doing something violent to you while they're praying is that's just those are not congruent things. No, they're not. Like if you I, that might if I get into a fight with somebody and they start praying i i don't know i might just be like we can just let this go <laughs> it ain't like, that important i don't know what you're praying for but i don't i don't think I this don't is the want, right place i don't want that um but he did say he was gonna finish what he started two years ago and threatened to kill her uh the victims remembers uh not being able to breathe and the suspect finally stopped and fled before officials could arrive uh wait this is what why is this article Oh, I swear this article said something else when I saved it. This is not funny at all. You know what? Fuck this one. Eh, I don't like this article. Okay, let's do another it's just, one. It's just, it's just fucked up. I I thought it was going to say something about him being impotent. And uh, then we could have laughed at him like, your dick don't work. But now it's like, hey, you're just violent. <laughs> this is just domestic violence. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see if we can find another one. How about? We got to get some jokes in there. Yeah, and I didn't see a place to take that. Um. Uh, how about this one? This has never happened. This has never happened. Something is odd about these Aussie motorists p- 
pass motorway passengers in quotes. Ozzy, that's over in Australia, right? Australia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently a person was driving down the highway and they took a picture of a passenger in the car next to him because it didn't appear to be human. It was a sex doll. Oh, were they trying to go down the, down the double passenger lane? I don't know. A sex doll called Donna was completely sold out in Melbourne for the first time ever as the city's commuters come up with a creative solution to their traffic woes. Uh, according to Adam Leah, the marketing manager of Wild Secrets, the adult retailer stocks the $5,500 doll. Woo! And people are like, this is going to be my passenger. He said, this has never happened in the company's 30-year history. The sudden demand for Donna has been sparked by Eastern Freeway commuters who are using the lifelike doll as a fake passenger to qualify for the faster transit lane. Oh, just dressing it up and stuff like that so it look human. How bad is traffic that you would spend $5,500? It must be real bad. $5,500? You can't steal a mannequin from Gap? <laughs> Come you, on through, mannequin! You went and bought a $5,500 sex doll? Like, I don't want no excuses in case it gets up in the... Does it take a picture of the inside of the car, too? Are y'all at least having sex with the doll when you get home? <laughs> right. So you can, like, get some hundred. <laughs> you better get your money's worth. Uh, people are buying dolls so they can use them for the much faster transit lane. Apparently, people were inspired by a promotional image of Donna seated behind the wheel of a car. And one customer even admitted the transit lane travel was the sole reason for his doll to purchase. Well, I mean, if you were fucking it, you'd probably still say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, un- until recently, the niche market sex dolls sold pretty infrequently. Some months, only two dolls would sell. Uh, however, in the past few months, hourly sales of Donna have taken over, leading to, complete sell- to a complete sellout. Damn, that was like, okay, no more orders. We we got to go buy more parts for Donna. Uh, yeah. Yeah, while the Vic Rose pr- uh, strictly prohibit... That $5,500, that shit got to be definitely lifelike. While Vic Rose strictly prohibits the use of sex dolls in transit lanes with his website stating that passengers must be human, Melbourne commute... They had to put it in there. Commuters seem to have found a way around the system. Anyone else seeing people traveling in transit lanes with dolls? Uh, one Melbourne driver shared in a viral post on Reddit alongside an image showing a lifelike doll in the passenger seat of a car next to him. While many praised the driver for finding a way to cheat the system, some suggested he might have been in a relationship with the doll. This might sound weird, but I'm pretty sure it's a sex doll. They have a whole forum community and everything, one user wrote. Yeah, they treat the dolls like real-life people and take them on holiday trips, travel with them in the car, and so on. Mm-hmm. Go to the movies, restaurants, and things. I've seen uh, documentaries like on Netflix about that, about people having like, and and will be like, they marry them, all type of stuff. Okay. Uh, why not just put the dildo in the seat? Right? <laughs> Can I strap my butt plug in right next to me and just, I don't I'll, think officer, that's the what same. seems to be the problem? Uh, in 2019, I'm going to put my Xbox on there. I'm going to be like, here's my Xbox. Shit, I wish I could. And uh, my it's Switch. a person. And in 2019, Switch out people too if companies can be people. In 2019, it was reported that the drivers in several U.S. states, including New York, California, and Florida, were using the mannequins, skeletons, and blow up sex dolls to illegally use car pay- pool lanes to beat traffic. Now, I'd rather just do it without the extra person and get arrested or get pulled over and get a ticket than get pulled over with the sex doll in there. Now, now, now I got to have a conversation. Uh, they must take a picture or something. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. All right, Karen, guess the race. Oh, white. All right, Karen is saying white. $5,500. You know what none of them dolls brown. All right, check the chat room, see what they believe. None of them probably had curly hair either. 
uh see what the chat room believes when it comes to the race of this doll all of this sounds white says yim uh donna loses does the carpool lane white white and horny <laughs> uh, <laughs> the correct answer is white That's the doll. You can kind of make out the image behind the window. Mm-hmm. And then this is the picture of the doll they put on their website that is sold out. Yeah, like I say, and just looking like, just fast as child, I wouldn't have paid that no attention. Part of me wonders if, well, I could tell that's not a person uh, yeah. at a glance. Well, part of me wonders if the company put it behind the wheel knowing that people would make that association. Possibility. I wonder. Yeah, they went from selling $2 a week to selling out. Like, they don't yeah. care. Like, if you get a ticket to get a resident, they ain't got nothing to do and with it. And then them. you're just like, oh, we didn't, you know, look, we told them on the website not to do it. But, you know. Uh, all right, let's go to the last thing, sword ratchetness. A man suspected suspected of using a sword to attack an injured man in Hesperia. A 41-year-old man from Hesperia suspected of trying to kill another man by putting a sword to his throat. Uh, Sheriff's officials said that around 9.31 a.m. on Thursday, deputies responded to the report of an assault. They were deputies were advised that the suspect later identified as Andrew Raymond Sanchez, assaulted the victim with a bladed object and fled the scene. Upon arrival, deputies located the suspect nearby and detained him. Deputies learned the suspect and victim had a verbal altercation, which escalated into the suspect grabbing a sword and holding a weapon to the victim's throat. When the victim attempted to remove the sword away from his throat, uh, the suspect applied pressure, causing the victim to sustain a major hand injury. The victim was taken to a trauma center for treatment while Sanchez was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder. The suspect was booked into the High Desert Detention Center in Adelanto. Uh, his bail was set at a million dollars. So at least they got him off the streets for a million dollars. No one got killed, but right. wow. Scary stuff. All right, y'all, that's it for tonight. Thanks for listening. We appreciate y'all. Um, and, you know, um, until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.